Dav Kuf Dalad, amazing, only one Ahmed left to the Masechta. Our first email comes from John Bernholtz. He says he's originally from Vienna, now he lives in London, and he watches the Shear on the app and on YouTube. And he got his father-in-law hooked to the Shear and his brother-in-law, who is Eli Posen. So thanks for the shout-out. Thanks, Jonathan Bernholtz. Second email from David Brandis from South Bend, Indiana. And he says he got his brother-in-law, Shmari Yashoshani, addicted to the Shear. Also, a shout-out to Yehuda Castell, a.k.a. DJ Hudakris, that goes to my son's yeshiva at Rabbi Fisher's. So thank you, David Brandis. Says the Mishnah, you know, in the Beis Hamikdash, there's a Mizbeach, and the Mizbeach had a kevish or ramp. And if it rained, it was very slippery. Can you put salt down on the ramp so it's not that slippery? Says the Mishnah. Well, it depends. If the Kayan is carrying wood, which is not a Vaida, so he could step on the salt. But if he's performing a Vaida, like even carrying up the Eivarim to the Mizbeach, the Allah is that his feet have to be touching the actual Mizbeach. There can't be anything in between. There can't be a Chatzitza. If he was mevatel the salt to the mizbech, it's another problem. Problem is that you just added a dimension to the to the mizbech. It's supposed to be a certain size, and you just made it even larger. It's also to put down salt on the ground. Let's say if there's mud or whatever you want to put down salt, that's ashuye gumas. However, to put down straw is mutter, since you can use the straw to feed the animal or to use it for cement. So you're not mevatel to the ground. Says Gemara, amazing Maisa. Rava, in one of his speeches, told everyone that if there's mud in the yard, you could take some straw and just put it out. Says Rav Papa, what about the halacha that you shouldn't do it like you do during the weekday? Don't just take it from a box and pour it out. You have to use the bottom of the box, a broken box, but do it with a shinui. Says Rava, you're 100% right. And he got up, he had his Amoira, the one that speaks loudly, tell everybody, I made a mistake. And in fact, you have to do a shinui. Gemara tells us another story. Ula was once a guest, and somebody came knocking on the door. Ula was mortified. He said, that person is Mechal Shabbos, his body should be Mechulo. How does he make a sound on Shabbos? Rabbi tells him, what? Sound is okay if it's not for a song. It doesn't have a beat. It's not a nice sound. It's just a knock on the door. So we have a Mechalikas. Can you knock on the door or not? So Gemara brings a number of cases that perhaps it's a raya. They can't even make simple sounds on Shabbos, not even for a song. And the Gemara is doichol all them. Mora starts off saying, what about this device called Eric? It looks like a shower head. It has small holes in it. You pour water on the top. The water comes dripping out onto a piece of metal. and makes a sound. It says that it's usher to use for everyone besides a chayla. Now, if it's a simple sound, then it's a problem. You see that you can't even make simple sounds in Shabbos. So Mora says, no, perhaps. It's talking about it makes a nice sound. It sounds like a, a drum, drum beat. Mara says, what about the iser that women, young women have when they play these games? They, they toss a nut and they try to hit another one like marbles. Isn't that because it creates a sound? Says Mara, no. We're concerned that they're going to smooth out the ground. Baharaya, they can't even use apples. Now, apples don't create a sound. Obviously, it's because the smoothing of the ground. What about in our mission that says that you could draw water from a well in the base, Amigdash called Gula, and there's another one called Gadol. You can also draw water on Yantif from a well outside of the base, Amigdash, one well called Hakar. So the Gemara thought, perhaps, that the Chiddush is, or the reason why you can't draw water from other wells outside of the base, Amigdash, is because of the sound that the Galgal makes. There's a wheel on top of the well, this device that makes it easier to draw the water. And that's why. The Gemara, no. 
The reason why you can't draw water outside of the Bismillah is because it's so easy to draw water, you might come to water your garden. Amemar says the Gemara, Paskin the Mechayza, that since they don't have gardens, they could draw water from a well. But later on, you realize that there's other problems. People would draw a lot of water, and they would soak their flax in it. He said, you know what? Even in Mechayza, you can't draw water from a well. Says the Mishnah, as we mentioned before, that you could draw water on Yanta from a well called Hakar. It was one well. The reason why it's called Hakar is because the Makar, its source is from Mayim Chaim. It has a natural spring. But there's only one such well that Klai Yisrael, they came from Golos, they camped right there by the well, and they said it's, a, it's very necessary for them to have water on, on, on Yantif, and they were matter, the Nevim were matter, but they said, you know what, it's not the Nevim, this goes back generations, it's a Minigav Yisayim. Says the Mishnah in the final Mishnah of the Masechta. If there's a dead Sheretz, one of the Shemoyne Shratzim in the Besamikdash, you must remove it immediately. Machlaikis, does the Kayin use his belt to remove the Sheretz? And by using his belt, the belt becomes Kame, but the Kayin himself is protected because the belt becomes, the Sheretz is Avatuma, which touches a belt. The belt becomes original Tuma, goes down one Madriga. Original Tuma cannot make a person in Kalim Tame. So you use your belt and you make your belt Tame, or do you wait a little bit? You wait until you come upon a Svat, some sort of plier made out of wood. The wood is Pshutikliyeh, it's not Mechabal Tuma, since it doesn't have a base kibble, but that takes some time to get. So the machlaikis is, do we care about making more items tummy, or do we care about time? Time is of the essence. Let's get rid of this sheretz immediately. Says the Mishnah, on Shabbos, this machlaikis, where you remove the sheretz. According to Rabbi ben Nanas, only from the heichal, the ulam, and between the ulam and the mezbeach. According to Rabbi Kiva, any area that if a person comes in betuma to bichayev karis and bishigasechatas, in other words, the entire azara, you have to take out the sheretz. But any other place, you put a psachter, you take a copper kli and you flip it over onto the sheretz. Shmuel says amazing chiddush. If a person brings a sheretz into the bishamigdash, he's potter. But if you bring a vessel that touched the sheretz, he's chayev. Rashi says he's chayev karis. The Vilna Gaon says. It's a mistake, it's a toast cipher, whoever wrote it in Rashi. What Rashi meant to say is, he's Chayiv Malkus. He brings him a Furusha, I think it's a Safri, that he's only Chayiv Malkus. And the reason is that you are Chayiv for bringing in a plea to touch a Sheretz, because the plea to touch a Sheretz, you can be toil in the mikvah and be metarit. But the, but the actual Sheretz itself, you can't be metarit in a mikvah. A Kli Cheres, earthenware, you're also Potter for bringing it in. And that's for a different reason, perhaps. Could be because a klicheres can never become avatuma, where other kalim can become avatuma. For instance, if they touch a dead person, or if a zav steps on them, sits on them, tumas medris. And by the way, just derech agav, the mugs that we have today are not considered klicheres, since they have a glaze. So therefore, you're chayev to be toivel those, what we call earthenware, perhaps, without, toivel them without a bracha, have a wonderful day.